Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 99, The Novelization of a Movie, an interview with Jennifer Dornbush, coming to you on Thursday, September 20th, 2018. I had so much fun talking to Jennifer. I know I say that every week, but honestly, the coolest people are on this show. And sometimes I worry that you're going to think, wow, Kitty interviews a lot of her friends. Is this just the Kitty and her friends show? But after, you know, almost 20, oh boy, over 20 years of writing, it's amazing how many really cool writers that I know and how many people have gone from zero to wow in the last 20 years. So some of these people I've known so long that we've known each other since before anything interesting was happening to any of us. We were all just starting out. And Jennifer's one of the people who um, has been a part of my circle of friends for probably more than 15 years. We both went through a screenwriting program called Act One Writing for Hollywood, and things have just really gone wonderfully well for her. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away. This is a really interesting interview about how Jennifer, a screenwriter, figured out ways that she could also market herself in a way that, oh, she's the person who blah, blah, blah. Instead of just another screenwriter, like she found a way to brand herself and find a niche that she could really work in, which has given her more access. Plus she's continued to use all the friendships and relationships that she's made over the years to find ways to work together with other people. And in the end, what we talked about today specifically was how she wrote a movie and then wrote the novelization of the movie. And then we talk a little bit more about how she did the process in in reverse uh, to work on selling another very cool story that she wrote. So I hope that you have a great time listening to this, regardless of whether or not you're a screenwriter. There's going to be a lot of interesting writing tips. Um, She has some book recommendations. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, September 20th, when the show airs, Uh, The movie that she's most recently written, God Bless the Broken Road, is still in theaters in the United States as of today. Now, um, there's something about movie theaters I never can understand it. I'm a huge movie buff. I like planning out my weekend, though, and most of the apps and things that I use won't tell me what's coming up on Friday. They'll only tell me through through Thursday these are the movies playing. So I don't know uh, where the movie will be playing, if it will be playing everywhere on Friday as well, but it's definitely playing tonight, Thursday, September 20th, 2018, in many of the theaters in the United States. So check your local listings. You can actually go watch the movie, read the book, see what she did, and um, use her advice to maybe do some things with your stories that you hadn't done yet. I hope that you have a great time and enjoy the interview. Just a quick little PS, as I was editing the podcast, I was thinking, okay, I want to read Jennifer's book too. So I went and noticed that it is 99 cents on Kindle today, Thursday, September 20th, 2018. I did not see it on sale in any other stores, but on Amazon, the Kindle version is 99 cents. So just in case you want to hurry and pick up a copy so that you can read it, and then we'll all go see the movie together, and then we'll be able to see the difference in how the same person writes a screenplay version that becomes a movie and then the novelization version. Cool. Today's guest is Jennifer Dornbush. Jennifer is a screenwriter, author, speaker, and forensic specialist. She has several crime drama series in development and recently adapted a YA novel for film. She also penned the film and novel God Bless the Broken Road. As a forensic specialist, she consults on TV shows and has authored Forensic Speak, How to Write Realistic Crime Dramas, and her first mystery novel, The Coroner, released in 2018. Jennifer frequently speaks on writing crime fiction for screen, forensic fundamentals, and death investigation. She hosts webinars on writing through Writer's Digest and has collaborated with the Writer's Store and Script Magazine to produce a video on crime writing for writers. She also hosts a YouTube channel, Forensic Fridays. Welcome, Jennifer. Hello, Kitty. Thanks for having me. 
I am so glad you're here. I've been wanting to have you on since uh, before I actually started broadcasting the podcast. Like in November of 2017, I was making my little list of who should I have on the show. That's cute. And here we are. And here we are. You made it happen. Uh, well, you know, I have to say part of the reason why I, I had thought of you so early into, um, you know, just thinking up the podcast was because I absolutely adore your forensics book. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to hold it up for those on watching. Yes. Yeah. It's so cool. I love the, I love the way that they um, did the cover, you know, with the police tape as the... Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole, yeah, it's, it's the long format, which I love. And then the police tape that says forensic speak. Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job. Well, give us the, give us the brief 911 on how you went from, you know, writing a forensics book uh, to all the other things that you've been doing. And then let's talk about your new movie. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, boy, where do I start with that? Um, Well, you were growing up with a father who, yeah. yeah. I was kind of born into it. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in Michigan, as I know you did as well. And um, my father was a medical examiner and the office for the medical examiner was in our house. Wow. So everything was just uh, there. It was just always in front of me. So I learned death investigation from a very young age and we, it was kind of a family business help dad with things, you know, whether it was clerical or driving, you know, bodies back and forth to the scene or just listening to stories, you know? Um, wow. Yeah. It was all always around us. So I guess it was when I started writing, I guess it was kind of a natural fit, although it kind of took me a while to realize that, you know, when you start writing, you are trying to figure out, well, what kind of writer am I? (laughs) What am I going to write about? What do I have to say? And I kept gravitating towards these like crime mystery, like kind of darker, like things about death and life. And, and it just kind of took me a while to connect. Oh yeah, that's, that was your background. (laughs) I know it sounds so obvious to most people, but yeah, it took me a bit to figure that out. Wow. Yeah. And then later I, um, I realized, and as you know, having, um, lived and worked in Hollywood, it's very competitive and you have to do something, any kind of writer, you have to do something to brand yourself. Like who, you know, what do I bring to the table and to the marketplace that nobody else can do? And so that's when I started to really connect my background and my interest in forensics. And I went back to school, got some more education and started to really, um, become a specialist in it, you know, not only for my writing, but just so I could help consult with other people and, and help other people as well. So, right. Right. Because I'm sure you also grew up watching TV shows where you knew that that's not the way it happened. Or maybe your dad might say, what are they doing? Right. Watching Quincy rolling her eyes, you know, (laughs) 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 which totally just dated me. (laughs) Yeah, well, we won't talk about, I mean, it's the reruns you were watching. Right, reruns. (laughs) Yes, yes. So you and I met somewhere in the, um, somewhere within the group of people who took the Act One Writing for Hollywood screenwriting classes. Um, We weren't in the same year. I think you were a year or two or something. Yeah, I was 2002. Okay, and I was 99. Yeah. Yeah, but that it became this community of yeah. writers who, like, we wanted to be really, really, really good, but mm-hmm. we also wanted to have the freedom to um, work in and write in stories that um, were a part of that our worldview was a part of. So yeah. for some people, that meant um, working in the Christian side of uh, film or television. For other people, it was just a matter of, I would just like to write a story where um, the Christians aren't the ones who are the murderers and rapists. And <laughs> the thieves and, you know. <laughs> just so, camp it um, down a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not all Christians are the bad guys, only some of them. Right. <laughs> just like Every other group of people. Every other group of people, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so you and I have kind of crossed paths on and off quite a lot. Yeah. Um, But now I, 
just happened to open up one of your newsletters at a time that I had time to read it and not just skim it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got another movie out. <laughs> so tell us, because if people are listening to this on the day the podcast comes out, which is, um, which is when most of the people will hear it, mm -hmm. the movie is still in theaters yeah. as of September 20th, uh, 2018. Tell us about yeah. the story wherever you want to start. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. It's yeah, you're right, Katie. Like we all went through this training for various reasons and I never wanted to write a faith-based film. Like that just wasn't what I was, where my trajectory was going to go. Like I always wanted, I wanted to live in Hollywood. I wanted to write TV and film and I wanted to <clears throat> be in that marketplace. And that's what I am doing. Um, but Along the way, along the path, I, when I was working he here, when I first moved to LA, I was working at this small um, entertainment company and I met this guy who <clears throat> also worked at the company and his name um, is Harold Kronk. And we became fast friends because he's also from Michigan and close, yay, yay another Michigan. And he, um, Michigan people are so loyal to each other. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is from a, a small town not far from where I grew up. So we just kind of had this instant connection. And we also had very similar story sensibilities. And we just became friends. And over the years, we worked on a few projects together. And then he moved back to Michigan to start a studio. And he started really working in the faith-based film arena and mm -hmm. directed like started to direct a lot of movies for Pure Flix and um, one of them being um, God's Not Dead, which kind of just exploded and really launched his career as a, as a director in that genre. Um, yeah. And we just stayed friends uh, for like the next seven or eight years. And then one, um, one summer afternoon, it was about four years ago, I got this phone call from him and he said, hey, I have this idea. It's just, he pitched me like three lines. And he's like, I'm looking for a writer. Do you want to write this with me? And I said, look, <clears throat> I don't write these kind of films. <laughs> not because I don't like them or agree with, you know, I just, yeah. it's not what I do. I, I, I kill people. In right. my That's what I do. I kill people and dig up the forensics. Um, yeah. And there's not a lot of that in Christian films. Maybe we need more. Maybe we need more. <laughs> um, I'm working on that. Um, All right. So I said, but I love your idea and I'm looking for another project and I love your work and we work well together. Um, and I, I could use the work. Like I could, and I'm like, he's like, I'm, I'm going to make this, my company's make this. I promise you this is going to get made, which is huge because as you know, so many times we write things and nothing yeah. ever happens to them. Um, yeah. So he said, look, we're going to, we're going to write a different kind of film. We're going to write, you know, we're going to write a really, really good, you know, faith-based film. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold you to that promise. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we launched into it and then we spent the next year, you know, writing it, drafting it, workshopping it, getting notes from producers. They, in the meantime, his company was trying to find the funding, funding, you know, it's a whole broken road story in itself of how the project all came together. Um, yeah. They lost their first initial funder and that pushed production back a year. So oh. they finally, I know it's just, it's just how it goes. It's the business, yeah. you know? Yeah. So finally in the spring of 2016, they had all the funding in place and we all um, hopped over to Michigan and shot the film for two months. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, and at the time they had distribution and it was supposed to be released that year like around veterans day of 2017 16 sorry 2016 because it has a very strong theme with veterans and army and military and um so we want and we really we're doing a whole there's a whole campaign with the movie i don't even know if you know this but there's a whole campaign yeah called bless a vet so hashtag bless a vet bless a vet com, and you yeah. can um, send a vet to the movies and dinner for 25 bucks. Um, and so we're really, and also 5% uh, of the proceeds of the film are going to the disabled American veterans. So we, this is very important. This is like very important, you know, film with a social, you know, with a social purpose. Social conscience. Social yeah. Conscience. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was important to me as well. And I, I love being a part of that. Um, well, anyways, the distribution fell apart. And so then we were left with like not knowing when this film was going to come out. So like a whole nother year and a half goes by and they were finally able to secure 
new distribution and now it's in the theaters. So Yay. Long, yeah. Long road. Yeah. Long Four years. Yeah. That is, that is. And, and yet, um, so I'm, I'm a fan of the song by the same name by Rascal Flatts. <laughs> yep. So of course I have the whole idea of, of, of your journey and the journey of the film, like in my head based on the idea of the song. I, I'm guessing that there's meant to be a little bit of a correlation. Absolutely. And we, yeah. and of course we have their blessing. They, they were going to be in it, but um, I think they were touring or something at the time. <laughs> so yeah. We're trying to get them in as a cameo. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's really, I mean, the film is really about this, you know, young woman who loses her husband in Afghanistan and she's left to raise their daughter. And now she has to travel this broken road and learning that the broken road actually led her closer to her faith, her family, her friends. And so we think that we're sort of being punished sometimes or, you know, or that the world's going to fall apart. And actually it's the thing that brings us closer to the things that that we love and cherish. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So the movie is, is in theaters at the time that you and I are talking. Um, but then because there was the uh, funding delay and then there was the distribution delay, uh, now I understand why, but I'll ask the question for everybody <laughs> listening. So, but the novelization of the movie actually mm -hmm. came out last year, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is funny. This is a funny story. So every, um, so here's the book. I'm, if you were watching, I'm holding up a copy of the actual book. Yay. So beautiful. <laughs> and this is actually the second run, the second printing of it. You're kidding. No. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I'll explain why. Okay. Another broken road story. Um, so when we started to, you know, write, we wrote the film and we we're in the middle of shooting and my agent said, um, my agent and I had this conversation about wouldn't it be great if we could get a novelization of the film or yeah, of, you know, to, of the book, the novel to go along with the film, just like, again, increase any ways to like increase the marketing and the expanse of the story. Yeah. And the producers were like, yeah, we love that idea. So my agent went off to pitch it. I had literally three chapters written, never had written a novel before, had made, made a, no, that's not true. I written one novel that she was trying to shop. Um, so this is actually the second novel that I attempted to write, but um, I had three, three chapters written and um, I'm literally writing them on set because she's like, I need three chapters. They're asking for chapters. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, um, and I'll explain how I learned how to write a novel very fast. <laughs> I would not maybe necessarily recommend, but it works. So go with it. Um, yeah. And then I sent her the chapters and within like a week or two, we had three offers. So wow. I know it's crazy. That's so before the film wrapped, we had these, we had accepted an offer on the novelization and then I had three months to write it. So it was, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Just I had a really fast deadline. Yeah. Because, okay, now you, okay, I was going to say, tell us why, because yeah. I know that you have at least the ability to say no when somebody suggests the deadline. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So the reason it was so fast is because they wanted, Simon and Schuster wanted the book to come out with the movie and the movie was right. supposed to be coming out in November at Veterans Day. So they're okay. like, okay, we need to rush this process. You need to have this book by the middle of August so that we can rush it into produ production so that yeah. they can come out together. So I did it, um, which actually, because we had had the whole script, it's basically like a super fleshed out outline. So, right. and we had, you know, we had spent two years talking about the backstory of all these characters. So yeah. the wonderful thing is that now I get to put all this stuff into a book. So you get to learn more about the characters and, you know, the backstory yeah. and all that and put it, you know, the scenes that you decide you have to delete or can't put in, I get to put in. <laughs> so Yay. All there. It was all there. Um, it just was getting my butt into the seat to write it. Um, right. So we did it. And then um, of course, about, and then, so everything's clicking along with all the publication process, everything's going fine. And then two weeks before the book is going to print, 
is when we learned we had lost our distribution. Oh, it must have been pretty heartbreaking. uh, Now I'm beginning to understand this broken road process. Yeah, not only heartbreaking, but my contract stated that the book and the movie had to come out together. And so my editor said, Jen, this is now like, I guess November. It was like late fall. And my editor saying, "Uh, Jennifer, I really hate to tell you this, but there is a very good possibility. Like we're really leaning right now to not publishing your book and you may have to pay your advance back. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm like, have Merry Christmas. (laughs) So I went into Christmas time and the, and the producer had literally no idea. We kept trying to, when is it coming? Do we know? They're like, no, we are literally starting from scratch. We have no idea. So I went into Christmas thinking, this whole project is getting shut down. Like I'm not getting, this book isn't coming out. It's never, you know, all I've done all this work. Like it was two weeks to print. Like I had seen galleys, you know, and um, I just was like, okay, whatever. I just went into Christmas, like giving it up. All right. There's nothing I can do. A week week into the new year, I think it was like January 8th, I get an email from my editor and she's like, Jennifer, happy new year. Good news. We've had a meeting with the publishers, the editors, you know, and we've decided your book is strong enough to stand on its own. Like, yeah. (laughs) And um, I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) um, Like, where your book is strong enough to stand on its own, we don't feel that it needs a movie release. We are going to print it. We're We're putting it out there. Wow. Oh, thank you. So like we're putting it out in June and if sometime in the future, who knows when the movie actually does come out. Then granted I had seen the movie, like the movie was in the can. So it's like crazy. But um, then if it does come out, then we'll re-release the book. And, but in the meantime, like we're just, we're going to put it out there because we have it and it's a good book. So that's what happened. So yeah, so then in June, so then in June of of 2017, it came out and we still had no idea the entire 2017, no word at all on the movie. And then a couple months into this year, I got word that, uh, yes, we have a release date, it's coming. And then, um, I contacted the publisher and like, we have a release date, we have a release date. And they're like, awesome. Let's get the artwork. We're going to republish this. And so it had a second chance. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. And it's great because then it had um, like the, I'll just call it the original cover. And then also now it has the movie cover. Right. What I like to call the collector's edition cover and then the movie cover. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And then they're like, and you know, like for writers, then I got an email, I think, the week of the premiere, they're like, guess what? We're, we're, um, we just got a contract with Walmart and it's going into all the Walmarts, which oh. is for writers. That's a great deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so is it in Walmart right now? I, mm-hmm. I missed the date that you said it. So it's yeah, already in. It is. Yeah. It was early September, I think. Yeah. Okay. So it's of, of 2018. Of now. Yep. Yeah, of this month. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Have you been to a Walmart just so you can see if you, if your book is at that one? <laughs> I, I have, I haven't because, um, LA doesn't have Walmarts. Yeah. It's like uh, somebody told it's me like, that there was some sort of rules I don't, about box stores. Rules. In LA. Yeah. 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 Well, you'll have to visit your friends in Orange but, uh, County or go to the beach at Carlsbad. Yeah. There's a Walmart exactly. down there. <laughs> I haven't been outside of LA since the beginning of September. Um, but I've yeah. had people like <clears throat> friends texting me pictures, you know, like I just saw this at Y Walmart in Michigan or wherever, you know? Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, it's well, out there. <laughs> you know what? Uh, for, for everybody who's listening, who is like, this sounds like a, a book and a movie that I'm interested in. Why don't you tell us your Twitter address and we'll just encourage people, listen, if you, if you find the book, you buy the book or whatever, tweet a picture of yourself in the book and, and yes. send it to Jennifer. The, probably the best way to link up with all my stuff is just to go on my website, which is just my name, jenniferdornbush.com, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-D-O-R-N-B-U-S-H.com. And everything's there. Like you can sign up for my newsletter, got all the social media accounts, there's tons of like fun resources for writers are there as well. So yes. yeah, you can see a trailer yes. to the movie. So. <laughs> so. Nice. 
Great. So basically everything that, um, that as we're talking about a couple of different topics here, um, all of it, people can find a link to it from your website in Absolutely. addition to the fact that the, the movie has its own website and that sort of Yes, thing. exactly. My website's kind of a great little clearinghouse for everything. And then the movie, the movie website is also there, but the movie website is very simply godblessthebrokenroad.com. Awesome. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I have to say, so, um, I've been, uh, um, really following Hallmark and their new publishing arm, Hallmark Publishing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Their very first uh, original novel came out. Uh, by the time we air this on September 20th, it'll have been four days ago. So, <laughs> so uh, I bought their first original novel so I can see, you know, what kind of story they like. And I sent them one of my stories. So, because um, I'm a huge, you know what, even if they didn't buy it, I'm like, ooh, more Hallmark stuff. Like, I I've been a gold crown club member since I was like 16 or whatever. You know? Know. I'm like, Oh, I can't find a good birthday card at the Hallmark store. I can't buy a non Hallmark card. You know, I'm, I'm totally sold. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> but one of my favorite uh, Hallmark movie actors is in your film. Yes. Andrew, Andrew Walker. Yeah. He's he such a doll. Really cool. No, is he? he is. Yeah. Yeah. We did these little like, um, interview. What do they call like for the press kits? And I got oh, to yeah. interview all the actors fun. for the press kits. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's lovely. He's lovely. I'm like, how can I get him in my next project? <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm, I need a role for Andrew. <laughs> hmm, yeah. Let me think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. So let's, um, trying to keep an eye on the time because every once in a while, uh, I get so caught up in all of the writers talking about writing thing that I really let the interview go too long. So I apologize to all my listeners who are like, Oh, please don't let it be like an hour and a half interview <laughs> <laughs> for people who want to know more. I do have more questions. Okay. So, um, so we've talked a little bit about your background, how originally um, forensics was the way that you wanted to help yourself to stand out in the market as far as being a screenwriter, um, a teacher of things that screenwriters might want to hire you for. You do webinars, you speak at, at uh, groups and that sort of thing. Um, and so now this is the first film that doesn't have, well, I guess the dead bodies, bodies were <laughs> off screen, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, so this was, um, the second novel that you wrote and the first one published. Is that right? Right. Right. Okay. And your right. first novelization. And yes. when we talked beforehand, you told me this is how I did it. So <laughs> tell us about this process. Right. So, um, having never written a novel before I contacted a friend who has done this? She's a screenwriter and she's also written novels and she's also had novels of her screenplays written and she's paired with another friend of mine who does the same thing, writes and adapts and adapts and writes. And so I called her up immediately and I'm like, you have to help me, please. And um, she gave me a link to one of her webinars, but she also told me about this book that she wrote. So this it's Cheryl McKay and Renee Gutteridge, and I'm holding up their book called Novelizations, How to Adapt Scripts into Novels. Excellent. And yes, this was a lifesaver. I like immediately went on Amazon and I snatched this thing up and I just read it cover to cover. Um, so they have such a great, it's both of them talking and they have this great systematic way of taking a screenplay and then how do you actually go from script to novel and flesh things out like what's point of view because as screenwriters you write all points of view but you can't right. do that in novels <laughs> yeah. I quickly learned that doesn't work and whose point of view you are you telling write. thoughts oh you sorry can't. I'm interrupting you go no, ahead <laughs> you're right though like in screenplays you can't write thoughts and so it was really I, I had to like many times give myself permission to write the inner thoughts and inner dialogue of my characters right like ta talking to myself, like, no, it's okay, Jennifer, you can, you're, you're supposed to do this, that you can do this because <laughs> I've been writing scripts for 10 years and not, and like holding back. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this, this book was a lifesaver to me. Um, and I highly recommend it. Even if, even if you, you're thinking about doing the opposite, taking a novel and doing it into a screenplay, it's really yeah. helpful. So. Cause 
probably their advice would just, you would read it, but then try to do it backwards then, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And it's because then it's about pa- pa- pairing back, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you were sitting on set, you wrote three chapters, you're finding out, I need to write a book in three months. <laughs> but in the meantime, you're actually working on the film. So tell us a little bit about your day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I wasn't really working on the film. <laughs> I was just the casual observer. <laughs> so I really didn't. Have okay. A- but you were on set. Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing is um, I didn't have to be on set. So I okay. could pick and choose when I would come and go. And um, because where we shot, it's a really small town. It was easy to I'm get around. I'm totally familiar with yeah. where you are. I'm yeah, like, how did you even get equipment there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Kronk has a whole studio there. So he, and the town, you know, just kind of like overwhelmed us with their generosity as well. So yeah. Yeah. That's what Michigan people do. Yeah. We're, right? We're friendly and generous. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so you wrote three chapters and then they're like, okay, we really need it to, we need you to give us the final in three months. So tell us a little bit about your writing process or how you. <laughs> it's, very, it's very technical. I literally cut and paste the script into a Word document. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Dear Act One, please. Dear Act not- One our interview right now (laughs) hey i'm sending this to all of our friends who who are in our program (laughs) and i don't yeah it was um and then i just i took that book and i just started like chunking it into chapters and then you know and i i had to decide to like um i i decided to tell it from three different points of view um, so it's, it's her Amber, who's the main, and then her mother-in-law, who's got a lot of backstory, like, right. yeah, and she's got a, and, and she, in the film, I feel like she comes off kind of, you know, she's angsty, and she's, she's a little harsh, but when you read the novel, you find out why, like, all this stuff of, like, why she's feeling about all this, you know, and it makes sense, and you have oh. a lot more compassion for her. And then I, ta- I also told it from Cody's point of view, Andrew Walker. So, nice. Well, get- yeah. And if you've got Andrew Walker in your head as this is what the main guy looks like, then I think it would be easy to write. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, it was fun because the, the actors were so generous with me um, with asking them questions about the character. So I really learned things about their characters through them you know, through interviewing them and what they thought about the characters that I actually inserted into the novel as well, which that's kind of like, who gets that opportunity, you know, really rare. Yeah. We know that actors have to come up with the, the things that aren't on the page for them to feel like this is why I'm going to do it this way. But for then the, the writer of the screenplay to say, tell me more about what you thought was going on in his or her head. And then I'm going to incorporate it into the book. I mean, how exciting. So cool. I know. I mean, it was such a blessing because they had such amazing insights that I never thought about as yeah. the creator of these characters, you know, and it was such a gift. Yeah. So that's wow. a little secret sauce to the book. Nice. Now, (laughs) tell us a little bit about um, your work with Harold. So he had the idea. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. He had the seed of the idea and maybe, you know, a couple paragraphs. And so honestly, like we just started um, because I was in LA and he was in Michigan. The way it started the first couple of months is just long phone calls to bouncing or, or emails back and forth, bouncing back and forth about fleshing out the characters and I want this, you know, scene. He, as a director, he's, he was thinking very much in terms of set pieces. Sure. You know, like I want to go to the racetrack and I want to have, you know, this and I want to do that. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so then I'm really super um, good at structure. And so then I, I was able to like, obviously help flesh out the story, but just like, okay, that, you know, like a puzzle piece that goes there and right. that should go there. And, um, and then, when we wrote the first draft, we were actually both in Michigan. I went back home. Aww. Yeah. It was around Christmas time. And we sat in a coffee house for like almost a week. 
and we were just, we, our deadline was Christmas Eve. And because wow. he had promised a draft to the producers on Christmas Eve. And so we just cranked it out and we just like have all these discussions back and forth. It was just like, you know, sitting across, we each had our scenes or pages that we were working on. And then we could just look up, okay, what do you think about this? And then da 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 da. Okay, well, what if they did this? Okay, da 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 da. So it was this really like back and forth kind of flow. Yeah. Um, a lot of coffee, a lot of pastries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So uh, we had Lynn, uh, we, I <laughs> uh, had uh, Lee and Jan Bachelor on a couple yeah. of months ago talking about their writing process and collaboration and stuff. Now their process and yours and Harold's process is like really different. So mm -hmm. um, it sounds like you're saying that you had decided in advance, like he's going to write these few scenes, you're going to write these few scenes and then you'll just keep writing and then you'll finish and then choose more scenes that each of you will write individually. Yeah. We basically just, you know, <clears throat> divide and conquer, honestly. Yeah. We nice. kind of pick and choose like, well, you know, like let's say you just have act one and there's, you know, I don't know, 10 scenes. We would look through it. Well, which ones do you want? Okay. Well, which ones do you want? What are you feeling? You know, like you really, you know, cause there's some scenes or characters you feel like a little more connected to. And so yeah. we just kind of divided it that way. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm always trying to um, find what, <clears throat> what process or what collaborative process or what research process that other people have tried so that listeners can be like, oh, I haven't tried it that way. Maybe I'll try that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then once you get the first draft down, then we would both go over it like separately and make notes separately and then come together and talk through the notes that we had made. Excellent. Um, and then again, divide and conquer. So, okay, you take the first act, I'll take half of the second, and then you take the second half of the second, and then I'll take the third, you know, to, yeah. to do the next round. Um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of how it worked back and forth. Wow. And so um, going back to the novelization portion again, so how did the book help you? I, was there any specific things that, that you have in mind or was one of the biggest things just... Um, you know, using the screenplay as the outline and <laughs> flushing it out, as the you say. paste method. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, how, I'm not sure I understand. How? Yeah, I, I just realized that I didn't say, um, how did you use Renee and Cheryl's book oh. to help yourself and, and to feel like, okay, sure. I, think I, I think I have a better idea now of what I'm going to do, and therefore this is how I'm going to try to yeah. write it. You know what? Probably the most one of the most helpful because the, okay I'll back up to say the structures are already there like when you're structuring a novel or a screenplay I, I like save the cat or like a classic Joseph Campbell kind of hero's journey structure right like we were taught you know yeah um, like Jan and ba Jan and Lee taught us <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh, I so that's there you don't have to worry about that the thing that I, the chapter I probably read over and over and as evidenced by all my underlining marks yeah. is under a point of view, right. because I really didn't get, do I do it in first or third? Uh, how many points of view do I show? Um, it, it was really tricky for me to kind yeah. of understand that. Um, and I, and I ended up yeah, I, I just, yeah, I mean, look at this. Look at this. There's just, I, for those of you who can't see, the, almost the whole two pages are underlined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just eating this up. Um, yeah. So, like, and dialogue, I don't have a problem with dialogue. Like, dialogue right. is easy for me, and I could just pretty much drop most of the dialogue from the script and then just add more. Like, it's easy to add more dialogue. Like, again, I kind of had to give myself permission because again, in screenplay writing, you're trying to be so terse and right. so poignant and meaningful with every piece of dialogue. But with novels, you can just kind of like, not to be vulgar, but kind of vomit a little bit more with the dialogue. <laughs> you can kind of yeah. like, they can say more things. And, they can and you say, can add all the stage direction. Yes, exactly. So I guess for me, and it was that inner monologue and definitely the, um, like the interior thoughts and the point of view. I don't know. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So um, again, with the idea that you had this really tight deadline 
Um, and it was because originally you had a, a distribution date and then for the movie and th- then that kind of went out the window. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point where you were literally watching the final cut of the film and looking over your book and trying to make them the same? Or did you allow yourself a little bit of freedom to just, you know, the story, you're not going to like watch the film and do a play by play of the film. Right. Yeah, no, I didn't have that opportunity because, um, the I didn't see the final cut of the film until probably November of 2016, and the, the book had already been in the into the publisher by August. So yeah. But what I did have access to, which was super helpful, um, I asked for all the dailies. Oh, great! Yes. So I had access to all the dailies. So I would go. I would spend. And this is why it was nice because I didn't have to be on set. It was my choice. So I could spend a lot of time looking at the dailies, and yeah. like. And that actually helped a lot with description. I really didn't talk much about description, but you you were saying like stage direction and description is one thing you really have to dive into. And yeah, so that kind of helped me to to describe what the place looked like or what else was going on in the scene, you know? Right. Oh, and then it's not just like you and I write our novels, our our other original novels out Mm -hmm. of... um, memory of experiences of living in Michigan. But here you like, we're watching a scene where the leaves are this color and the sky is that color and the trees and the houses, everything looks like this. And yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Nice. And yeah, like I remember there's a scene where they go to a coffee house on a date and it's called Harry's Coffee House. And we actually had to create it because it was an empty storefront. It was literally bare. And the art director, um, and of course, in the, in the script, you just write Harry's Coffee House, a hipster looking <laughs> place, blah, blah, blah. It's like one sentence. Where we go, that I remember like walking into that store as the art department was sort of finishing, doing the final touches before shooting the next day. Yeah. And I just like wanted to cry. I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is a place I would want to hang out every single day. Every single day. And we actually had people walk in. I was standing there and some guy walked in and said, hey, are you guys open? I'd love a cup of coffee. <laughs> yes. What a compliment. And I felt so bad having to tell him this was a movie set and we had no coffee for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> the look of despair on his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> not a real business <laughs> it looked real and so to be able to describe that that I never yeah. would have you know I'd have to come up with something in my own mind but right then it was there and I could just describe it the way they had created it so. yeah because a team of people worked together to come up with this amazing look yeah. for what you sort of had in your head but you hadn't actually been able to yeah watch oh. the movie just for the coffee house it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to. We're, we'll have to talk offline about how in the world I can see the movie while I'm over in Sweden. <laughs> I can get you a link or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, eventually it'll be on DVD, right? Yeah, or Netflix or or Netflix, or Amazon oh. or something. <laughs> oh, this is so cool and so interesting. Now, um, we're gonna have to probably uh, stop talking soon, even though I don't want to because I love talking to you about all these writing things. But um, so. So that was the novelization process, but then you also have your own original novel that mm-hmm. has come out also very recently. Tell us yeah, a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's this one. If, for those of you who can't see it, I'm holding up a book called The Coroner. <laughs> nice. And uh, this was actually the first novel I wrote. And this I also adapted from a screenplay because I originally wrote it as a television series. Oh, okay. Honestly, this was the first, actually, to go way back, I actually started this project in 2002 with Act One. This was my first script that I wrote. As a really? Mm-hmm. How exciting. Isn't that crazy? That is. We have to tell all of our friends. Oh, <laughs> and then I slowly developed it more into a television series because it's more, it's more of like the body of the week, the procedural, the female you know, medical examiner who goes back to her hometown to care for her father who's dying. And he's the medical examiner. She has to take over his business kind of a thing. Um, And so it's kind of stepping back into an old life that she had 
run away from in the past. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I, you know, you know, you know how it is, Kitty, like you have all these, you know, I was writing and writing and writing for years and all the screenplays start to stack up all your work and, and you're using them as samples, but most of them maybe aren't going anywhere. And I'm like, these are good stories. I want to do something like with these. And so I started, I've started novelizing a lot of my favorite screenplays. Yeah. And this is the one I started with. Oh, that is so So, cool. Now, has your dad had read this book? Does he see the the joy of, oh, this is my, has he ever said, is this just, is this what you think might happen? You'll leave Hollywood (laughs) and come back home and take over my business? He knows better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, but um, yeah, mostly his comments were, yeah, you got a few things wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) You should have me read the draft of your next book. (laughs) well that's good you got 97 percent of it right yeah good that's pretty good considering you don't technically work in the business at this point but uh it's my bad i i am gonna have him read the next one because this is a series so i'm working on penning the second one right now the publisher next week (laughs) oh my goodness and you took time to talk to us but um yeah. So you wrote it as a TV series. It yeah. didn't sell. So you decided to novelize it. But it then um, yeah. your agents. That's right. That's what I meant to say. You're right. <laughs> it hasn't sold yet. <laughs> so your agent and the publisher decided to go ahead and, and, and do a series with this story. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I said, you know what? I, she's like, I pitched it to her. She's like, that's a fabulous idea for a book. Definitely write that. And so. So I did. That was my first novel. And, you know, I, we had a lot of bites on it, but it did take two and a half years, at least maybe longer, um, to find the right publisher. Um, Cause we had a lot of bites and, and a lot of rejections, <laughs> just yeah. that's the journey of the writer. Um, and she never gave up, which I'm, I, I mean, I kind of given up, you know, cause I just kind of moved on to other yeah. things. And then one day she, I got this this email from her she's like we have a bite from this publisher called crooked lane and i started looking them up and i'm like i love this publisher this is a perfect fit and i got this amazing editor and i was i i call it script weary and maybe where i'm just tired of a certain story and like you don't know how to fix things anymore you don't and part of you doesn't even care anymore (laughs) (laughs) and i had this amazing editor who read it and then gave me these incredible notes that took me a while to incorporate. Like there were some pretty major changes, but she totally nailed it. She totally wow. got that thing in shape for me. Oh. And I'm so grateful. Um, Cause I was, I was manuscript weary. I just, yeah. I was. And um, so I, I'm grateful that it took as long as it did to find the right fit. Yeah. So, Oh my gosh. And then also, I mean, every year that goes by, every piece of work that you write, no matter what kind of work it is, I mean, you're constantly becoming a better writer. Mm -hmm. So then when somebody says, yes, but I need to give you some notes on it, you're like, great, because I'm actually a better writer and it's going to going to be a better piece. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, please, please give me the notes, you know, like begging her for good notes. And they were really good notes. So that's great. Yeah. So that's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, um, the fun kind of tail into that. And, and I want, I want to encourage writers, especially novelists, which I'm guessing is a lot of the audience out there is yeah. the, one of the, I'll be honest, like one of the reasons I started doing the novels is to have an IP, which is intellectual property. And I would, I look at the landscape here in LA and I'm just going to venture this guess of probably 90, 80 to 90% of what's made is from IP. It's from yeah. books. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this game a little differently. Yeah. I'm going to make some books. <laughs> and reverse this thing, you know, that's and, right. And it's starting to work. Um, so we are actually um, taking this, taking the coroner out on, we're, we're drafting TV, a pitch for television, and we're going to start to take it out. So. so it could just come right back around full circle. Oh boy. That's the <laughs> idea. That's the idea. Uh, 
And the other thing that's exciting about this particular moment in time is that there are so many new companies or not new companies, but companies doing new things. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, the idea that it's, it's not, it's not three networks. It's not three networks plus cable. It's three networks plus cable plus Netflix plus Amazon plus Facebook, Google. They're all getting in the game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. This, this is so exciting for you. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but, but in yeah. the meantime, you're going to keep writing, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots, lots more going on. But yeah, but yeah I think um, novelists, you know, comic book writer, anybody who's creating an IP should be very encouraged and should really leverage that because it's, it's this weird thing here where like Hollywood elevates authors and, and creators of comic books and, you know, anybody who's got an IP, like somehow you're on this other level and yeah. All right, go with it. (laughs) Why not take the advantage while you can? Oh my goodness. All right. Well, let's just remind people um, where they can find you and your books. And if they're listening on the day this comes out, the movie may still be in the theater. The movie is in the theater for sure on Thursday, September 20th, because I went to the website and I saw it's at, you know, I don't know, there was at least a few dozen uh, cities that was playing it for at least one more day. And then uh, you never can tell. It may be picked up for another week at different places. You never know. You never know. Try Fandango, but yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, so it's God Bless the Broken Road. Mm-hmm. Godblessthebrokenroad.com for anything okay. movie. And then um, if you want to plug into anything um, um, on my end, go to jenniferdornbush.com. Excellent. They can find your social media. They can also find the movie website if they couldn't yep. remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's Sign see. up for the newsletter. There's a little blog. There's lots of fun resources and little Good. seminars and things on writing and your nonfiction book, book and links. Yeah. Links to yeah. all the books. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, this has been great. Thank you so much. This has been a really interesting interview. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kitty. And I wish everybody out there so much success. Keep writing, keep persevering and um, God bless all of your roads. Mm-hmm.